and we're back. Hey, welcome back to Midday Shenanigans with Miguelitos, and I'm your host, Miguelitos. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are far too kind. You're far too kind. Thank you all so much. Welcome back, episode three, and it is your boy, Miguelitos. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's jump right into this thing. Uh, First, a word from our sponsors. Midday Shenanigans with Miguelitos is recorded in front of a live studio audience. (laughs) Who are we kidding? We just downloaded a laugh and audience track, and uh, that's what you're going to be hearing tonight. Back to the show. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Miguelitos, and we are doing episode three. So, I didn't think episode three was going to happen because, let me tell you, things have been depressing lately. Um, Things have been unorganized, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't even know what to do anymore. But, came up with a great idea. Well, it wasn't a great idea. It was just kind of like an idea. So I decided to just every carry a notepad around with me, and every time I carried a notepad around with me, I just wrote down funny things that happened to me throughout the day. So let's go ahead and let's jump into the word of the day, okay? Word of the day, and it's it's actually <laughs> it actually made me laugh. All right, so today's word of the day is habanero. Yes, like the pepper. Now, when we use it in a sentence, question. Why didn't Jimmy go bow hunting? Simple answer, he didn't habanero. <laughs> oh, well, that one got a small laugh from the audience, but whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. It was better than... There it is, y'all. So... Let's see here what has been going on. So today is Thursday, June 18th, 2020. Now, some things that happened to me today. So I went for a chiropractor appointment. Um, I went because of the fact that I was, um, well, let's just say this. I lifted a box incorrectly, and I ended up with a very interesting pain in my lower back. It's okay, everybody. It's okay. Calm down. I'm okay. I'm okay. I appreciate y'all's concern. Come on. Stop it. Stop it. You guys are embarrassing me. Anyways... With that being said, now, on what what's the important is not the fact that I went to the chiropractor. What's important is the things that happened coming back from the chiropractor. See what I did there? Coming back, chiropractor, crack back. Okay. I'm just going to stop while I'm behind. <laughs> oh, I love this thing. Anyways. Um, okay. So, what happened to me today? kind of sad guys I'm not even gonna lie to you so I am in my car and I'm driving and I'm coming back home and I hear this song and now if you are Mexican or if you have Mexican friends you have heard this song at some point and the song is called Volver Volver by a famous man named Vicente Fernandez. And if you have never heard Vicente Fernandez, you have heard your Mexican friends refer to him as Chente. So, why is this important? Well, when I heard this song come on, it was not in my car. Or my truck, I should say. It was not in my truck. Yes, I'm Mexican and I drive a truck. Ha ha. Insert laugh track there. So, I look over, and there's this guy in his car. He is not singing Volver, Volver. He is performing it. I mean, he is like banging on his steering wheel. He's reaching out to nothing, and he is just going. I mean, just going. And I remember just just looking over at him, and I'm like... Whoa! And he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, oh man, he caught me looking at him. But instead of making it like an awkward situation, I could see this man was hurt. So 
I did what any Mexican would do. When he looks at his fellow Mexican who's in pain, I just kind of gave two pounds on my chest and just looked at him like, hey, bro, I don't know who she is, but I know what you're going through. Respect. And I pointed at him. He pointed at me. The light turned green and we went. And I I don't know what happened to that guy because he took a right and I went straight. But I really hope he's okay because we've all been there. I mean, when Volver Volver comes on, when you're in a group of friends, you know that the person who put on Volver Volver is the one guy who had one more shot than he should have had. So that's just a little bit of um, history, I guess you could say, or just ways to kind of navigate around when you're drinking with Mexicans. It's uh, it's interesting. Okay, second thing that happened to me today. I am driving, and then I'm in my truck, okay? No, I said that before. I'm in my truck. And I don't get starstruck too often. There's very few things that will catch me off guard, and today was one of them. Today was one of those days where I ended up pulling up at another stoplight, and this truck pulls up next to me. And it's a much bigger truck than mine. It's got a lift kit. It's one of them country trucks, you know, America kind of trucks. And, I mean, big mud tires. That truck did not skip leg day. And I'm just that dude in my truck. Like, I looked looked up at it, and it was a girl driving that truck. Let me tell you, there is very few things that are... I guess you could say sexier than a woman driving a truck. But yeah, no, it's um, especially when it's a big truck. Oh, Lord, girl, marry me now. You can drive all day. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But yeah, so it made me feel kind of small. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I looked at her truck. I looked at my truck and I'm like, wow, I feel really small right now. But I kind of liked it. Oh, is that bad of me? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) shut up. God, anyways. So those are the two interesting, well, three things that happened to me today. Um, Ended up with the chiropractor because I was broken. Had a heart-to-heart moment with a guy I didn't even know and fell in love with a girl. I have no idea who she is. Anyways, I'm sorry it's a little dry in here, so I'm going to be taking periodic sips of water. That's right, Miguelitos knows big words. I don't even know if periodic is a big word, but uh, whatever. I hope I used it right in a sentence. Okay, so let's go into some personal stuff. Let's go into some things that I have been kind of been happening to me throughout the uh, last couple of days. Um, I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, but loss of memory. <sighs> 35 and I'm already losing my mind. Well, I've already lost it. I'm just kind of enjoying it. But the other day I was having a conversation with a coworker and we started laughing. And I mean, like that, you know, that laugh I'm talking about, you know, that that just deep down in the pit of your gut, just just he he ha ha. Your eyes start tearing. You're banging on the table. You're pushing each other because it's just like it was just that funny. And. Uh, somewhere throughout the throats some sorry somewhere throughout the conversation i stopped and i'm like yo what were we just laughing about and they looked at me with the most serious face and they were like i i have no idea and i've been finding that i'm doing that more and more um where i will walk into a room and i'm like wait what did i what did i come in here for or I'll be talking to somebody and I will be in mid-sentence. And I'm like, why was I telling you this story? And they look at me like, I have no idea. I was trying to follow the four other stories you were telling me at the same time of telling me this one. So if anybody knows any ways to improve the memory, um, I would be more than grateful of trying to listen to whatever you tell me. Uh... I remember Scotty Pippen used to push ginkgo biloba. Is that still a thing? Anybody know? I don't know. Get back to me. Let me know. So, moving on. Okay, this one is... Um, 
This one's a little this one's a little more personal because I'm kind of letting you guys into who Miguelitos is as a person. So I don't know why I gave myself that weird like person. Like it was just whatever. Anyways. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, so like I said, there's very few things that leave me starstruck. And when I say starstruck, I mean like that. Well, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like you meet a celebrity or you meet a movie star, or, you know, somebody just catches you off guard and your eyes get that weird, goofy, starry eyed look. And you look like dopey from Snow so what, bah, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Um, so that happened to me. And I was thinking about it the other day and I don't. Oh, I was talking to Noodles. That's what it was. And for those of you who haven't heard the first episode, Noodles is my best friend, co-worker who works with me and yeah we call her noodles for a very specific reason because she got skinny legs looks like she's running around on noodles i've never seen anybody with baggy leggings <laughs> i'm sorry she's gonna hit me when she hears this but whatever anyway so um elba had her noodles has this really bad habit of letting me answer her phone and she just knows that i'm just gonna do something completely goofy and i'm just gonna just go off on a tangent right so one day um after having answered her phone a couple of different times and it being different people she let me answer the phone and on the other line was her good friend co-worker um, who she had worked with previously. Uh, she calls her her kiddo. And her name is Vrusha. And I really hope I said that right. Because every time I say Vrusha, Noodles corrects me. And like I didn't say it right. But whatever. It doesn't matter. Because I'm, I'm putting the emphasis on the R in the Rusha. So is Vrusha. Whatever. Anyways. Let me tell you. I picked up the phone. And I had this whole joke sequence that I was going to go through. And I was like, hello? And the moment she said hello, I just immediately went stupid. Like... I have never heard such a pretty voice. I've never even met this girl, okay? I've never met her. I've never seen a picture of her. I have no idea what she looks like. But the moment I heard her voice, I was like, <laughs> um, do you guys remember Lilo and Stitch where Lilo meets Stitch? And she goes, hi. And Stitch looks at her and goes, like that's literally what I felt like it just I felt super stupid I was like oh my god I'm talking to the voice of an angel and this girl is just amazing to talk to and the only word I had heard her say was hello in question format so I was like wow I've never been starstruck off of a voice before so oh long story short I still, to this day, have not seen a picture or a anything that would let me know who she is. Like, I could walk past her on the street and still not know her. She would probably know me because she's seen a lot of the uh, midday shenanigan videos that happen uh, at the office. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this is uh, one of those things where you just kind of admit things that you wouldn't normally admit to people. And for some reason, I'm admitting it to all like 28 of my followers or the people who listen to this. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, OK, shut up. I mean, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just wow. Like never been starstruck by a voice before. And what's interesting is, is like when I talk to Elba, Elba tells me like all these like amazing things about her and she does this and she does that like and I just know like all I'm ever going to know is just a voice because you ever just have somebody who's just so far out of your league you're not even playing the same sport I mean like you know she's out here you know playing basketball and I'm playing badminton or something I don't know hey Anyways, so moving on from that topic, I just had to kind of put that out there because of the fact that I don't know why I put that out there, but I just figured like I'm connecting with you guys. I want you guys to know who Miguelitos is. I have feelings. I'm not just a guy who tells jokes. I'm just kidding. I am just a guy who tells jokes. Anyways, next. This happened to me about a week ago. 
<clears throat> Sorry, I'm going to try to edit that out. I'm lying. I'm not even going to try to edit that out because I'm going to try and then it's going to fail and then the whole thing's going to just be scrapped. So whatever. Anyways, just deal with it. Okay, so moving on, moving on, moving on. We're going we're gonna to kind of keep this thing going because I have been listening to everybody's constructive criticism and I do not want to fall behind. I do not want to lose my momentum. So let's keep it going. Okay, so the other day I'm having a conversation with a friend of mine who, another friend who I don't know um, personally, <laughs> uh, but we've talked a couple of times, um, my friend Masi, and super cool girl, like just one of the most down-to-earth people I've ever met, and you know, she's friends with a good friend of mine named Alyssa, and Alyssa is another person who I've known for just a very long time. And, you know, just between Masi starting the podcast and Alyssa telling me, hey, go for it. This is why you have midday shenanigans with Miguelitos. Hi, I'm Miguelitos. Anyways, we're having this conversation and I don't know how we got on the subject of it, but she said something about, um, you know, treat your girl right, have a uh, just in case box and, you know, for, you know, that special time that every girl has that makes her want to murder you. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I know about the just-in-case box. I was like, I call it the emergency stash. Like, you're supposed to have a bottle of wine, chocolate, um, what is that, uh, tissues, and, like, a copy of the notebook or something like that. And, you know, just when, you know, your girl wants to rip your head off, you turn around and you pass her the just-in-case box and you run away. And then you come back later with food, preferably with food. So we're having this conversation and I said something to the effect of I'm not cute enough to have a girl yet, but someday soon. And that actually kind of triggered Masi because she was like, no, don't talk about yourself that way. That's not cool. Blah, 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 blah. And I'll, let me let me explain something to you. She doesn't know me. I don't know her like we personally. I mean, we know who each other are, but. I'm not even sure if she's seen me before. And so she doesn't really know that your boy looks like a foot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk about myself that way. It's just I've never had such a high opinion of myself. And that's OK. You don't you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But either way, here's the point. Was that this person who had no idea who I was or who I am or what I look like was like, dude, don't talk about yourself that way. Everybody is beautiful. You know, she was telling me about how, you know, she had issues with, you know, being, um, you know, self-positive and, you know, having positive body image and everything. And I totally get that because this world ruins that about us. Like, it literally tells us that we don't look good enough. We're not good enough. We're not cute enough. You know, and as the Kardashians have showed us, it's not that you're ugly. We're just poor. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I hate it. I mean, Khloe Kardashian went from looking like a linebacker to just who is that? She went from where's my hug to new phone. Who's this? So either way, the point being is she told me, hey, you know, have a little more self-confidence. Like that is very attractive. I'm, All right, cool. I'm, I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to have some self-confidence. So then a day or two later, I found this really funny thing on Instagram and I sent it over to my friend Alyssa and I, the post read like this, it said, what is it like to date me? Well, have you ever ordered 10 wings and gotten 11? Yeah, that's right. Ooh, no, nothing on that. Nothing. Not. Whatever, man. I am 11 wings, okay? Let me explain something to you. I am handsome. Like, okay, here. You know what? Let's do this. Okay, you want to know what Miguelitos looks like? All right. Picture, picture Dwayne The Rock Johnson, all right? If, like, he stopped working out and was, like, several inches shorter. Whatever. I'm talking about the complexion, okay? We both are, look, well, he is Samoan. I look Samoan. So, shut up. Take that. Ha ha. And Alyssa, she's such a, just, 
oh god she's such a great person because I received a text back and the text back said no I wouldn't say 11 wings I'd say you're like extra fries because while not everybody likes an extra extra wings or while not everybody likes wings she goes everybody likes fries and you know and that made me feel real good now this is also the same person who at one point told me when I said yo scale of one to ten where am I at she's like yo you're like a strong seven and a half and I was like yo a strong seven and a half yo I can work with that because if I'm a seven and a half in normal life that means like I'm a 15 at like the people of Walmart so deal with that okay deal with it I am a solid 15 at Walmart thank you ladies and gentlemen Thank you, thank you. You are all far too kind. Thank you. <clears throat> so, have some positive body images, guys. Have some positiveness about yourself, okay? Because of the fact that you are extra fries. You are those extra chicken nuggets. You are that extra chicken wing that comes when you didn't order it. You are the onion ring, in the box of fries. Take that with you. I promise you won't regret it. Okay. So, moving on. Now that I got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> funny thing. Uh, I was thinking about it the other day because it happened again and I was... This time I knew. But I was 34 the first time I got sunburned. Okay, first time I received sunburn, I I didn't know what it was. It was on my back, and I felt like there was an animal or there was something crawling on my back, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, get it off me, get it off me. What is this? I don't know what it is. I yelled. My sister was in the other room. I was like, yo, come in here. I need your help. Yes, 34-year-old man calling for his sister to come help him. I took, I pulled my shirt up, and I said, is there a spider or something crawling on my back? And she looked at me, laughed, and goes, no, stupid, you have sunburn. And she goes, are you serious? You don't know what sunburn is? And I go, no, dude, I don't know what sunburn is. See, here's the thing. All right. I grew up, you know, I was born in 85. All right. So, yes, I was a true 90s kid, you know, word up to the 90s when, you know, people weren't afraid of everything. And, you know, you could eat bagels and nobody would call you a you know, monster because you were eating gluten. Um, but yeah, no, like we weren't afraid of the sun. We didn't put on sunblock. Heck, we used to spray ourselves down with the Pam cooking spray and go lay out on an aluminum foil blanket because we were trying to get as dark as humanly possible. And let me tell you, me and my cousin Abel, boy, we used to get dark. And when I say dark, it looked like somebody put our hands and feet up against the wall and just spray painted us. We used to have competitions to see who could get darker. And then we learned later on that um, that probably wasn't good for us. But, hey, this was the 90s. There was no parental supervision. So there was nobody to stop us when we were like, hey, we're going to go outside and we're going to go cook ourselves. Whatever. It doesn't matter because, hey, I'm still fine. Never mind that twitch I have. <clears throat> okay, one one last personal thing that happened to us the other day. Um, okay, so personally, we're at work and we're talking about, you know, going for physicals and doing all this other stuff. And we were talking about how this one clinic was so stupid that, you know, they were like, oh, we're not going to pass you if you can't touch your toes. And I'm like... When in the history of driving a bus do you ever have to say, hold on, kids, I got to get up and see if I can touch my toes? Like, it's not, it, it's never been a factor, but for some reason, you put doctor in front of somebody's name and they just lose their entire love and mind, okay? Here's the problem. Not everybody can touch their toes. So when I made mention of that at the office, all of a sudden, everybody in the office comes out and everybody's trying to touch their toes, right? I can't touch my toes. Obviously, your boy likes to eat and, you know, whatever. Um, my, my assistant manager comes out. He can't touch his toes. The main manager, she can't touch hers. Um, my direct supervisor can't touch hers, but she had knee surgery. She probably could if she didn't have that, but whatever. And so 
Um, my friend Gisela comes out. She's like, ah, I can barely touch them. And then who shows up out of their office? Noodles. Okay. Like I mentioned before, Noodles is like a pencil. Okay. She's very, very thin, super skinny, but to tell her, hear her tell it, she's fat. She leans down, touches her toes, but not only does she touch her toes, she puts like her palms on the floor. And of course, you know, now we're all just like envious of like, okay, you can touch your toes. Congratulations. Like, I swear, if I had a boo button on this thing, I would boo. Okay. You know, and so then somebody in the other, somebody in the dispatch office is like, oh, look, Don can touch her toes too. Well, you know, then somebody else yells, no, that's not fair. You know, her legs are spread apart or her feet are spread apart. So it's easier to get down that way. And then here comes noodles again. Oh, if you spread your feet apart, it's easier and you can get lower. So not only does she like lean down and touch and put her palms on the floor, she actually reaches behind and grabs like the back of her heel on her shoe. Okay, congratulations. Now, here's the problem. She's making everybody feel bad. While that was not her intent, she's making everyone feel bad because none of us can touch our toes. We all have toe-touching envy, if that's a thing. Whatever. It doesn't matter, okay? So for some reason, I'm just like watching this go down, and I said, hmm, well, everybody, Noodles is the only one of us who can smell her own butt. So... That got a huge laugh. Everybody was like in tears because at a certain point it did kind of look like she could. Okay. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just kind of like, why, why are you making the rest of us feel bad? You know, we can't do this. And, you know, she was like, I didn't mean to make anybody feel bad and yada, yada, yada. And whatever the case might be, it doesn't really matter. So here we are. So, yes, can't touch our toes, and some of us can smell our own butts. I had more to talk about, but I can't remember. Oh, yes, I remember now. Okay, so the other day, right, I'm sitting there, and I'm talking with my mom, and we are having these conversations, and in the conversations, we are talking about just life growing up, um, growing up Hispanic, you know, growing up watching other things go down, and... I remember what brought it up. <clears throat> Excuse me. I remember what brought it up because I was watching this video on Facebook and I asked my mom, I said, hey, mom, what would happen if this scenario laid out ABC, right? <clears throat> my mom goes, I would have killed you. <laughs> and I she said it before. Um, a lot of kids who grew up in the 90s with, you know, Hispanic or, you know, other parents have heard the term. I, you know, I brought you in this world. I can take you out. And my mom was a very big fan of telling me uh, about retroactive abortion. And retroactive abortion means that you are already out. You are already older, but she's still going to kill you. And <laughs> so the, the thing was, was that I seen this video and it's this little kid and his mom and they're waiting in the they're waiting in the waiting room. OK, and now while they're waiting in the waiting room of this doctor's office, I guess they're taking too long and the kid is getting upset. The mom is just sitting there waiting. They got a little daughter or whatever, his little sister who's with them. Well, the kid gets up and bolts like he's just done. He doesn't want to wait anymore. He gets up and just takes off. So as he gets up and takes off, of course, the mom chases down after him. She brings him back in. He's like trying to push her hand away. She's trying to, you know, they're, they're just back and forth tussling, right? Now, my mom had a rule. You, we could joke. We could laugh. I have a beautiful relationship with my mom. We joke with each other all the time. But her one rule was very simple. Do not embarrass me. Or in Spanish, no me pones en vergüenza. All right. And that just that you just knew don't embarrass your mom because that beating was going to be unlike any other beating you've ever felt in your life. Right. So 
I'm asking, you know, I'm telling her about the video. And at a certain point in the video, this kid looks over and he looks at his mom and he's got these eyes. And I know what those eyes mean. I know what he's going to do, but the mom's not looking. And every time he swung at his mom, his mom knew to pull her face away, right? She knew to just like turn her head up or whatever the case might've been. She knew to just get out the way, right? Well, he looks over and without saying a word, he just looks at her because now she's got her arm over him so that he can't get away. And this dude jumps up, grabs the back of her ponytail, starts pulling her, tries to smack her. She gets her head away and she pushes him off. And then, you know, the video goes on and they're like, and, uh, you know, the mother who's obviously distraught is is now, you know, giving way to tears. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what to do with little Juanito. Oh, Lord. And. Anybody who knows anything about me, I'm a big comment reader, okay? So I went immediately to the comments, and I was like, let me waste my day on reading all these comments. And, of course, here are those parents who are like, well... Well, it's very obvious that um, this young man suffers from emotional stress and he has behavioral trauma that is causing him to act out like this. And then there were my people. My people were like, yo, that kid has never seen the backside of a belt. That boy would find the back of my hand very displeasing. And of course, I had to comment on it. I was like, you know what? Within the first time I took off, I'd have been throat punched. Like, I'd have been throat punched, picked up off the floor, and been like, ooh, I got you good, too. Now, here's the thing. My mom hates when I tell people that she hits me. But if we're being honest, like, my mom was actually the first person to ever punch me in the face. And that's okay. I'm not upset. I'm not bitter. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, my mother is the one who taught me what respect actually was along with my father. And, um... You know, they taught me you have to respect your elders. You know, growing up in a house full of women, you learn respect for women. You learn that, you know, women are the most beautiful, lovely, just fantastic creatures that God has ever blessed us with. Um, Sorry, I kind of went off a little bit on right field on that one. But yeah, no, it, it was so true. And my mom, she gets mad when she's like, don't tell people I hit you. And I'm like, mom, there is nobody who actually knows me or has met me for more than 20 minutes that does not believe that anytime I got hit, I didn't deserve it. Okay. I deserved every hit I ever got. I deserved every thing that has ever happened to me. And I think one of the worst, uh, one of the worst times that I've ever gotten hit was, um, oh God, I want to say I was in my, I want to say I was like 18, you know, I'm 18 thinking like, oh, I can do what I want now. I don't need to listen to nobody. I'm a man. And see, that didn't even come out manly. It like my voice was like, no, you're not saying that. Cause your mom's going to hear that. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, my mom asked like, wait, where are you going? I said, I'm going out. And she's like, when are you coming back? And I, I should have heard it in the tone because she did not appreciate the fact that I said, I'm going out. I did not give her specifics. Now, she was never a person who wanted specifics because she wanted to check up on me. But if I ever died, she at least wanted to know where to start looking. So she goes, when are you going to be home? I looked at her and I said, I'll be home when I feel like it. And I stood up and I went to walk away and I went to walk out the door. And she says, hey, like just real quick. Hey. And I turned around and now when I turned around, I turned my whole body toward her and she's got this weird little thing she does where she picks up one little knuckle. And like I said, my mom is 4'11", I'm 5'7", not a vast difference, but it's still enough. And she proceeded to punch me. I mean, and when she punched me, somehow she got that knuckle in between my ribs, past the cartilage and somehow punched me in my lung. In my lung, L-U-N-G, I sat down immediately, and here was the problem. There was no chair behind me, okay? I was punched in the lung and immediately couldn't breathe. Now, let me explain something to you. For those of you who are like anatomy majors out there, I know what the difference between the solar plexus and getting punched in my rib is, okay? I have never been hit that hard, okay? 
So when I tell you that I am scared of my mother, that is the absolute honest to God's truth. And again, I forgot the reason why I was telling you this story, but I do remember it had something to do with a watching a little kid and kids nowadays who don't have that healthy, respectful fear of their parents. And when I say healthy and respectful, I do not mean that you are terrified or terrorized by your parents. I mean, you just have the good common sense to know, hey, let me not get myself killed by embarrassing my parents, okay? that That's all I'm saying, right? So, you know, with that said, you know, my mom, because she was home all the time, you know, she was the one who kind of, you know, handled the discipline a little bit more. My dad, I kind of remember him, like, uh, you know, hitting me once, eh, maybe like, uh, maybe like three times, three or four times. Okay. And the reason that that's important, there's, there's a reason. Give me a second. Let me take this drink real quick. Oh, that whiskey hits fire. Uh, it's 14 year old whiskey. I can't tell you which one it is, but if that company wants to pay me for shout outs, I'll definitely do it. Anyways. <clears throat> so going back to my dad and shout out to all the dads out there who are, you know, hanging out, being there for their kids, taking care of business, you know, not asking for credit for things you're supposed to do. Like, don't be that dude. I take care of my kids. You're supposed to. So one day me and my dad got into this argument and I don't, I, to this day, I still can't remember what it was. And, you know, and I'm, I left, I walked away from the conversation. He follows me. And I remember it was a cool day that day because we all had the windows open. Now, anybody who's ever had the windows open, you know that if you close your door, the wind's going to take it and it's going to slam. Well, that was one thing you did not do in my house. You do not slam doors. And, you know, I walked away. I was a few, I was like maybe 10 steps ahead of my dad because I went up the stairs two at a time. He was following me because he was still trying to have this conversation. And I was like, no, I'm not having it. And I turned around, got to my room, got inside, threw the door closed, right? As I threw the door closed, the wind took it and that thing slammed. And when it slammed, let me tell you, I could literally feel my heart fall into my backside, come out and like go down my pant leg, okay? The reason for that, the reason for that is very simple. Because of the fact that my mom was the one who kind of dealt out the discipline, I had never done anything like that disrespectful. And like me and my dad always had that very healthy respect. And for some reason, I don't know why, but when that door slammed, I immediately saw like old relatives. I saw my life flash before my eyes. I was like, I am going to die. Well, he didn't come in. The door just stayed closed and he never came in. And I was like, what? Um, hello, mm. it was like that scene in a scary movie where they walk in and they're like, uh, hello. And nobody answers them. Yeah, that's what happened to me. So he doesn't come back. And I'm like, man, I wonder what happened. Like, why isn't this man coming back? Well, he came back about 15 minutes later. Apparently, he had gone downstairs and he said, had to talk with my mom. Uh, somehow, my mom convinced him not to uh, murder me because, you know, that's kind of what would happen back in the day. And, um, yeah, he comes back and I get a knock on my door, literally like a, I'm like, um, yeah, come on in. And it's my dad. He opens the door, super calm. I mean, like, I've never seen this level of peace on my dad's face. And then he reaches into his back pocket, and I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm like, he's probably got his belt, you know, coiled up back there, and I'm, I'm about to get it, and I deserve it. I, there's not one bit of me that believes I don't deserve this. And he pulls out a hammer, and he pulls out a screwdriver. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. He always told me that if that if he had to, he would kill me. And then he would just make another one. And then he would tell the second one how stupid the first one was. And it was at, no. These are the things that are running through my head as this is going on. And he just looked at me and he's just like, hey, how you doing? Proceeds to close my door. Now I'm really thinking like, this man's going to kill me with a hammer and a screwdriver. I have no idea why. I don't have no idea how. But with the most calm, patient voice, he goes... 
I didn't appreciate you slamming the door on me. So we're going to do this. Closes my door, proceeds to take my door off the hinges. Now, anybody who's ever taken a door off the hinge knows you just got to pop a couple of pins. That door comes right off. That's what the screwdriver was for. That's what the hammer was for. Uh, my extra dramatic self thought that I was going to be killed. Anyways, he took my door. I don't even know how to describe that. He took my door. I was so... I was mad, but I didn't know what to say. It was ridiculous. I'm like, when do I get my door back? He goes, when you learn to act like an adult. And those words kind of cut me because it was like a month before I got my door back. And when I was like, every time I asked like, hey, dad, can can I get my door back? He was like, just remember something. Privacy is a privilege. It's not a right. And I feel like as a society, we've we've kind of moved away from that. Like, nobody's ever wrong. Your kid can do whatever they want. And, you know, I'm actually wondering, like, how are these kids doing? Like, you, and you know which kids I'm talking about. You know, you know, it's the bad kids. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Okay, so let's not mince words, act like, you know, where I'm not talking about the bad kids. All right. I wonder how these bad kids are doing now that they're stuck at home with mom and dad. I wonder, do mom and dad still think their little angel is a little angel or do you finally get what we've been telling you? Anyways, <sighs> that was my rant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So something I wanted to touch on, um, I did a top five movies last time. Um, and a couple of people reminded me and, you know, just, just so you know, I heard you. A couple of people reminded me I forgot about a couple of movies. Uh, Back to the Future franchise was one of them. Something I didn't know was that in Back to the Future Part 2, Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox, plays his own daughter, Laura McFly. Which, that one kind of threw me for a loop because I never saw that coming. So, if you get a chance, check it out. Back to the Future franchise. Number one is fantastic. Number, th- It was one of those trilogies that, like, all three trilogies were good. Like, it wasn't like they had two solid movies and one fell off. Like, no, it was a solid trilogy all the way through. Highly recommend it. Uh, mean Girls. Okay, Mean Girls came out, let me tell you, uh, my, one of my... One of my dear, dear friends, every time she comes to visit, every time we go to visit her, um, she lives up in New Hampshire. Every time we go out there, this is on the list. Like, we have to watch this movie. It's just, it's tradition, I guess, right? Um, And we can quote the movie word for word. Um, You know, Kevin G is still, to this day, my favorite character. Uh, If you have not seen Mean Mean Girls, You've Been Living Under a Rock, I highly suggest uh, you get a DVD player or a streaming service or something. Watch Mean Girls. It'll it'll help you out. It'll change your life. Um, Okay, and then the last movie. Somebody brought this up, and I hadn't seen it, so I went and I took a look at it to just kind of know what they were talking about, and they said, dude, there's some messed up things in this movie, and it's a Disney movie. Here's the thing. Ooh, that whiskey. Ooh, that one hit me right in the chest. Anyways, here's the thing. Everybody knows that, like, Disney movies are messed up in general, right? But here's the thing. This movie was actually, like... Wow. Like, oh, really? Hmm. So the movie's called Snow Day, right? And it follows these kids who finally get a day off of school because it's in the title, Snow Day, right? And it follows a bunch of different kids. It follows um, these two main characters, this little girl and her older brother. And the older brother is in love with, you know, in love with a girl who doesn't pay attention to him. He has a best friend who's a girl who's just madly in love with him. But, of course, he doesn't see that because he's all goo-goo-eyed for the other girl, right? We all been there, right? Everybody wants what they can't have. And the little sister is just like, you know, she likes comic books. She likes action figures. She's not like your typical, like, I'm going to play with Barbies and unicorns type of kid, right? And interestingly enough, Josh Peck is in it. Now, if anybody who doesn't know who Josh Peck is, Drake and Josh, he played Josh. (laughs) Um kind of self-explanatory well anyways in the movie it like just kind of follows their day activity of having a snow day right and there's 
a guy who comes through and he plows the street, uh, affectionately named Snowplow Man. Snowplow Man is played by a guy who a lot of people have seen, but they don't know who he is. He was that guy from, like, Scary Movie 2, the dude who had, like, the little arm. Um, he's, like, the protagonist in a lot of movies. He's, like, that annoying guy that everybody just wants to see go down. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I watched the movie, and I cannot remember his name. I'd sit and try to look it up, but that would just kind of fill up a lot of dead air. And I don't know how to, you know, kind of fill those in so whatever it doesn't matter um and in the movie you know they're trying to get this guy to not plow the roads but he plows the roads all the time and they can never have more than one snow day it's always just one because then this dude comes through and just clears the roads kills everything right well in the movie you know he's got a, a crow or no i'm sorry he's got a raven with him right is there a difference between a crow and a raven uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's a difference between a crow and a raven, but if there is, I'm sure somebody will tell me. Either way, um, going back to it. So <clears throat> the kids decide that they are going to steal Snowplow Man's raven, right? They steal the raven. So what does Snowplow Man do as a retaliation? He steals Josh Peck. Okay, the character in the movie who is a child. This man stole a whole child. I don't know how, like, this was allowed to be okay. Like, who at the network was sitting there and goes, yeah, we're going to make a movie about a snow day, and uh, in the snow day, the plow guy, he, uh, he steals the kid. Not only does he steal the kid... Okay. Not only does he steal this kid, he turns around and when they go to bring him back, he chains the kid to the front of the snowplow. It's ridiculous. I'm like this. Okay. If this wasn't a Disney movie, this would be an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit because I forgot for some reason that there's more than one Law and Order. This would be an episode of Criminal Minds. Snowplow Man would be the unsub. Like... Come on, y'all. We got to do better than this. And these are things that we watched as kids and didn't even, like, blink at. We were just like, oh, man, that would be crazy. Like, wow. And then you grow up to be an adult and you're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Wow. So, yeah. So, um, kind of one of the other things I wanted to do was I kind of wanted to go through movies and just pick out things that, as kids, we were like, oh, that's normal. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, my God. Thundercats. Thundercats is another one. Thundercats used to be my favorite show. I remember tying a, I remember putting a towel around my neck, getting a butcher knife out of the kitchen drawer, and jumping off of the uh, sofa. You screaming Thundercats because I thought I was Lionel, and which doesn't make sense because Lionel never had a cape. I don't know. I had a thing about capes. I don't know, whatever. Doesn't matter. Anyways, here's the thing. There, you, you watch Thundercats when you're a kid and you're like, that's the coolest thing ever. You watch Thundercats as an adult, it's still the coolest thing ever, but you're like, good God, why is there so much black magic? Like, Mummer, you are, uh, you, you, you got some issues you got to work through, sir. So, yeah, those were the three movies that I had forgotten to mention, um, but they were also the three movies that, um, they're just little things that I had never noticed, uh, minus Mean Girls because that's, course one of my favorites and i noticed everything so in other news okay in other news we are oh god this one is all right so i watched another video and in this video a friend of mine sent it to me they said um yo check out this video it is hilarious all right so we know that in the news uh there has been a lot and I, when i say a lot i mean a lot of you know just the police uh harassing you know uh okay uh, black people okay um, I was going to say African-American, but I don't know if that's OK. So I'm just I'm going to go with, you know, what has been going on with, you know, a hey, black lives matter. So we're just going to say police have been harassing black people. I'm not going to start narrowing it down to categories because that's not fair to anybody. So um, 
<laughs> this is one of my favorite videos. This guy has a, it looks like a Ugandan hat on. And I think they say that he's from Uganda. And these two cops come up and they start just roast, just rolling on him, right? And they're just like, hey, you fit the description of this, you know, guy who we're looking for. And the dude is sitting on a table outside, cool as a breeze. And he's like, I don't fit any description. And he's smoking a cigarette. He smokes the cigarette. He takes a puff and he blows it. And he's like, I don't look like anybody you're looking for. So y'all can move on. And I was like, whoa, I'm like the the absolute and utter like just like just 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 audacity on this man. Like he is letting these guys he's not giving these cops an inch. Right. So he's like, I don't look like anybody you're looking for. And they're like, you sir, just give us your ID. He goes, I don't have to give you my ID because if, for those of you who don't know, um, you have to be suspected of committing a crime and they have to see you, accuse you, um, for you to have to give up your ID. So if somebody comes up and says, Hey, let me see your ID. Okay. This ain't Nazi Germany. You do not have to show your papers. Okay. Sorry. That was a really bad German accent. I don't know what came over me. It's the whiskey. That's what came over me anyways. So you know, these cops, are they're going back and forth. Give me your ID. No, I'm not going to give you my ID. Give, give blah, blah, blah. Right. They pick, they grab this dude. This dude's like, y'all better let me go. Y'all better get up off me. And they are not letting him go. And they're like, no, they put him in handcuffs. Right. And this this dude is like, you guys are the most stupid cops I have ever dealt with. Blah, 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 blah. He keeps going. Right. And I'm just like, wow, this dude is in cuffs and he don't care. Like, he's still letting these guys have it, right? So he tells the cop, he goes, okay, back left pocket. Go ahead, pull out my ID. Pull it out. Go ahead, pull it out. And now at this point, he's excited for them to pull out his ID. They pull out his ID. And what do they read? What is in this man's wallet that makes him so confident in, you know, what he's, why he's telling them, hey, Go ahead. Pull out my ID. I don't care. Pull it out. Come on. Pull it out. They pull out his ID. And this dude works for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. This man is an FBI agent and has just been arrested because he looked like somebody they were looking for. So if that doesn't tell you that they are just out here just... You know, hey, if you fit the description, you know, we'll take you in. So while I wish I could be an FBI agent, let me tell you, that was a that was one of those bam moments where just uh, take that. So with that said. All right. So last on my list uh, of things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Chicago, okay, merging lanes in Chicago, because anybody who lives here, anybody who lives and commutes to the city knows that there is never a highway that is not under construction um, or highways that are still under construction, whatever. Okay, here's the point. If you merge in the city, all right, you have to kind of be a psychopath, all right? You have to make a choice and you have to stick with it. If you are in line and you are merging in and somebody lets you in, you give them the acknowledgement wave. You stick your hand out the window. Hey, buddy, that wave signifies, hey, friend, I greatly appreciate you letting me into this line. Now, you're now now your job is to hold the line, okay? We are not going to let that BMW come flying past all the cars so that he can get to the front of the line and get ahead of us by 10 cars. No, we're not going to let that girl in her daddy's Range Rover pull up ahead of us and get in front. No, you merge in the back like the rest of us, okay? Do you understand what I am saying? Do not, under any circumstances... Let that person in, especially when they're trying to get in. See, this is why I got a dent in my truck and I left it there. You know why? Because whenever I'm going to merge with somebody and they look at me and they see that dent, they're like, you know what? This dude don't care. Whack. You know what I'm saying? He does not mind crunching his car up again. He has left it alone. And you know what? I feel like it gives a character because, you know, you see a dent and you're like, hey, that guy might have a transformer. Wow. You know, so just 
guys, come on. If you are merging in Chicago, do me a favor <clears throat> and hold the line. That has been a public service announcement from Midday Shenanigans with Miguelitos. All right, so we're going to do a segment that I have been dreading doing that I don't want to do, that I'm terrified of doing, but that I've done a million times before, um, just never on podcasts. So with no further ado, I'd like to welcome everybody to Lyrics Lounge. Lyric is a name, is a pseudonym that I use uh, when I am doing poetry, when I go out and do poetry slams, when I go do poetry reading contests. Um, Lyric is the name that I use. It was given to me um, by someone who helped me kind of break into the or into the culture, into the you know scene of doing poetry. And one of the things that um, I always appreciated was good lyricists. Um, growing up, we had some of the best lyricists in hip hop, um, a lot of great songwriters. I mean, we just grew up in such a golden age. Um, and I keep referring back to that. But the reason I decided to call this part of it Lyrics Lounge is it's also not only a nod to all the great lyricists, um, but it's also a nod to one of my favorite shows that not a lot of people know about and it was called the lyricist lounge show and this was a sketch comedy show before mad tv before um a lot of these popular ones that had come out it was on fox and it was produced by john leguizamo very funny comedian very funny man um actually got to see him in person when he explained uh, latin history for dummies um a lot of the poetry I write is a lot of the things that I've seen, a lot of the things that I've been through, um, and none of it is to complain, but a lot of it is just kind of get perspective, and I think a lot of poets feel that, feel like that, a lot of writers feel like that, like, you know, I'm not dying, I'm not, you know, like, n my poetry will always be honest, um, you know, so you're never going to hear, like, dad wasn't there, or, you know, my mom, you know, did this or that, or whatever, like, I just, no, that's not what my life was, but, you know, my life did have its ups and downs. So, <sighs> with no further ado, all right, and I tried to stretch that out as much as I could because of the fact that I am very nervous to do this, and I shouldn't be because I've done it a million times before. Um, it just feels weird when I can't see the audience. So, um, the title that I'm going to, or the piece that I'm going to use is a piece that I wrote on the way to a show, um, and the piece is called Speak. And, um, but no further ado, here it is. <clears throat> By the time I realized that it was okay to cry, I no longer could. I thought it was weak to care, even though I wished that somebody would. I remember seeing crime scenes pass, watching detectives laugh, showing up late to bloodbaths where a disagreement led to lead being exchanged through gun blasts. I remember wanting to talk, but wondering if I should. Wanting someone to listen even though I knew nobody would. No, there was no outlet for expression. So I used to sit and I would write page after page and then I would burn the book and watch my thoughts go up in a blaze. But see, I didn't like that, so allow me to rephrase. There was no outlet for expression. So I'd sit and I'd write page after page and then I'd burn the book so peering eyes couldn't pry not even I could look. The phrase, be a man, be a man, that's all I used to hear. The problem was, was that even though everybody said it, that phrase was never really clear. See, this masculinity was so strong like hammers and smashes, but it's so fragile that when it's tested, it crumbles like ashes. See, and this is the part that bothered me, because if I cry, then I'm weak. If I speak on my feelings and my thoughts, then I'm weak. If I love, I'm weak. And if I care, I'm weak. See, everybody's always so quick to tell you everything that's wrong, but I heard crickets when I asked, okay, so then how do I be strong? Here's the thing. I don't know how to finish this. I don't have the answers. I'm just tired of feeling weak. That's why this piece isn't really that long. I just needed it to speak. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Lyrics Lounge. 
Um, I'm going to be setting up the, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to be setting up the uh, email address uh, as soon as I can. Um, I would definitely encourage people to send me their pieces. Um, if you want to send me an audio, I will try to figure out a way to get it on here. Um, if you want me to read it for you, I will totally do that as well. Um, you know, but it's just kind of like something that I really wanted to, um, I really wanted to get people involved in and it's, I don't want you to just listen to me all the time. Um, if I could, I would love to, you know, just get different aspects and stuff. So while I greatly appreciate all you guys listening and all you guys sticking around and hearing me and everybody who has been with me from day one and struggled through episode one, um, I would like to leave you with just the parting words of be safe Uh, Love everyone that is in your life who has a positive influence on you. Uh, Shout outs to all the mothers and fathers out there who are out there doing their thing the best to their ability and loving their kids the best that they can. So with no further ado, this has been this has been another episode of Midday Shenanigans with your boy Miguelitos. I'd like to thank everybody for coming out, and I want y'all to have a great day. Take it easy, everybody.